which it flickers. It's nice to meet you. We talk about movies and genres, which it flickers. Come on and listen. We talk about movies and vaginas. Hey, Chicka Flicka listeners. Hey, guys. It's us. It is us. It's Mary. And Allison. And we're here for another fun episode of your all-time favorite podcast. Of course. What's it called, Allison? Chicka Flickas. Right. What do we do here, Mary? We talk about movies and women issues. And women issues inside of those movies. Exactly. Sit back. Relax with your favorite mm, beverage, tea, tea, coffee. What else is there you know to what? drink? And I'm just gonna say this right now. I'm I'm getting tired of all this hate being thrown at women that like pumpkin spice things. Exactly. I was called out <gasps> because I wanted to try one at no. a gas station. It wasn't even a real one, a real Starbucks. Mm. Mm. And uh, the mm. guy, I put on the mm. counter, he goes, oh, pumpkin spice. So everyone <laughs> in the store could hear him as if, like, man, just let me fucking drink this shit. Yeah. People like what they like. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, it's been like three seasons of that going on. Like, ugh, haha, Ugg boots, pumpkin spice, blah. Leggings aren't pants. Yes, they are. Name one other time white women get made fun of except for fall. <laughs> right? <laughs> You're so true. Maybe we should just, like, take it, though. It's like we've been, we've been assholes. Oh yeah, we deserve people. it. We're yeah, so, we do. And it's not even like a. It's like oh, you have so much money to spend on these right? <laughs> first world luxuries. Yay for you. Yay for you. It's not even an insult. It's not really. Anyways, sit back. Yeah. And enjoy your favorite beverage. Whatever that may be. Yeah. And uh, just let our silky smooth voices. Slink you into a sensational setting of serious snakes sounds. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) No, no, it's good. Let's go with it. Let's keep going. Okay. It's very natural. Movies. It's a back and forth. So excited for the new Broad City. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, queen. It's kind of strange because they're both their own people now like they are. abby has her podcast that she does with hannibal burris mm-hmm. and i listen to a little bit of it it's pretty good where she talks about art and stuff apparently she's like a real artist not just one oh, of the yeah. show mm-hmm. and then alana is doing that hangover movie with women oh it's I like that came out and it was it was really bad not good <gasps> no yeah. was it called like the bachelorette party yeah. or something they they said I asked my friend, and she said that it was just too stereotypical of the gross-out comedies. Um, but they, they're they like, but look, it's all about feminism. But they still made jokes about, like, fat women. Because um, the whole premise on. is the fat girl who just can't control herself. She's known for being chubby. Oh. She's so fat. She falls on the stripper and he dies because she's fat. And it's like, do we really need a fat joke, y'all? Mm. But who played the, the fat girl? She wasn't she's not even fat. Like she's on a workaholics. Oh. She's um their workmate. She's hilarious. Mm. Though. I don't know. And I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to shit on your, like, oh, Lana. Oh, no. I was like, anyways, yeah, let's <laughs> fuck that movie. 
I need to know when things suck so that yeah. I don't waste your money on it. Mm-mm, don't waste your money on it. Well, Mm-mm. you can if you want to. It's like a free country. But you know what you should waste your money on? What? That new movie. What new movie? It's one word. Um, Starts with an I. Ends with a T. Yep. That's right. It. By Stephen King. No, just the book. <laughs> the movie's by some other dude. Yeah. But, yeah. It had the sprinkle of Stephen King on it, though. It does. Which, interestingly, I really like that. Yeah. It was an interesting I, thing. I really like it because I, I don't really remember the book that much, but I think the new version of the movie, it, it stays kind of true to the book. But what I enjoyed in the movie was the fact that the parents were absent Mm-hmm. So I looked at it as it being the fears of these children growing up into adulthood. Adulthood, because yeah. Like if you look at Beverly, especially, um, her biggest fear was becoming a woman because what attacked her? Mm-hmm. Blood and hair. Yeah. And oh, I really liked. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And just looking at the different ways. Um, also, maybe not so much growing up, but Georgie. His biggest fear was letting down his brother and losing the boat. Oh my gosh, because you're so if, brave. if you notice when he's he's not afraid of it. Yeah. He should be. Yeah. He's not. But as he as it pulls the boat farther away from Georgie, Georgie wants it more and it starts to drool mm-hmm. because he's so like, Oh, I'm feeding off that fear right. shit. Exactly. And so then his brother's fear is that he feared that, I guess, like mm-hmm. blaming himself for yeah. giving him the boat. Georgie's everywhere. He's like so full of guilt. And that's pretty much his only fear. So much so that it embodies Georgie mm-hmm. for almost every single scene where the brother's oh, in it. Yeah. Mm. And, it, and it makes sense to uh, that more so like Beverly's fears are about growing up, but the boys are just... I don't think they've uh, they they haven't really reached their sexual maturity yet. Yeah. And Beverly had been forced by her mm-hmm. pervy ass fucking gross dad shit. Ugh. It's so never. Gross. Did you read the book or see the original movie? Was that ever like expounded upon? Yeah, a little. Um, I know the um, the first movie. I think it was just kind of like mentioned in passing or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then in the book, I think they did go into more detail. But I'm gonna be completely honest. I read it. When I was in middle school. Okay. So that was about a million years ago. Yeah. That's like me trying to remember Harry Potter. Yeah. But only seeing the movie recently. So all the book shit strained out. (laughs) Shit out your books. Replace them with movies. Um, Yeah. And then I really liked this it. But a lot of people were complaining because they didn't really let the character be scary on his own. And I agree with that. Like you see him in the in the in the ditch storm drain with Georgie and that's pretty much the only time he really talks and interacts Mm -hmm. and it's like one of the scariest parts of the movie but he does that like shaky thing like he'll shimmy towards you really fast and that's his attack mode like a Pokemon or some shit (laughs) (laughs) and then he like never speaks again until the end you're like oh come on man like make it not a jump scare make it like give it a good balance between that that scary like made for TV thing and then Mm -hmm. that inherent evil need that Stephen King is so famous for in his yeah. books. So. And no, I can, I completely agree with that. Oh man, I just lost my strain, my strain. Your strain my of thought. Strain. I just lost my strain of thought. <laughs> no, okay. Going back to it, I felt like 
There was some massive amounts of cheese. So much cheese. The there part was. where it is holding Beverly up hmm. and he's about to show her his like weird fucked up evil throat thing. Yeah. The camera light goes on his face and then her face. And then his face. <laughs> and then her face. And there's no movement. And it's just like it's making this weird fucking face. And I just lost my shit. <laughs> we need to take the opportunity. Uh-huh. The op opportunity. Op- Beep opportunity. Bop- opportunity. Bop- Ooh. Ooh. Opportunity. Oh shit, we just did that. Okay, continue. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. To make like a gif out of that and put it on the internet because people are <laughs> attacking my favorite scene, which I knew was going to make the meme yeah. thing world, was when they open the box and it's like him just dancing with both <laughs> feet out, like doing a little jig. And they're all like so fucking terrified. But to me, I'm like, ah, that's hilarious because it goes to him and back to them and him. But you should like take the part where he's holding her like you're talking about and do like some kind of put like shit at the bottom like yo what's up girl oh <laughs> that's the best thing i can think of when i saw the me i saw the meme before i saw the movie mm. i didn't think it was real like of the dancing think, clown thing yeah. you thought it was yeah i thought they had faked it it seems really really fake first of all and then second of all it's just a silly thing to be doing I don't know. <laughs> but he was the dancing clown. Yeah, makes sense. And I'm really curious about the scene. Now, there's probably headlines on like Facebook and stuff that were clickbait, but it was just like the horrifying, grotesque scene that was edited out of this first movie. Like, mm. and they talk about Pennywise's back. Pennywise's? Is that Penny Whistles? Pennywise's Whistles backstory and it involves I think like eating children and just real fucked up shit because mm. I think originally he wasn't Pennywise wasn't evil but there's always been this evil presence like you mentioned yeah. in Stephen King's books that always has been around and it needs kind of like a conduit oh I see okay so it's like the town's curse and it like personified through yeah. it wow that's really cool. It's really, really cool. That's really cool, guys. So cool. Movies. Movies, movies, Christ the movies. <laughs> I was thinking that's where you're going with the song. Yeah. And I'm happy that's where you ended because <laughs> that's amazing. Um, what was your... Now, this is going to be a stereo, stereo, stereotypical yeah. girl question but i want to be that basic bitch Mm -hmm. do i want to know which of beverly's outfits did you like the most hashtag girly things oh i liked rugged dress with boots number three hell me too yep yep those boots they were a constant thing that went with everything yep where did she get those clothes? It's like, oh, this looks so found, but like I have no resource to money and I live with my dad who doesn't appreciate my sexuality, so why would he let me dress like, like this? Right? That's my Walmart goal. Just You're, like yeah. or not Walmart, Goodwill, whenever I go oh, in. Yeah. Walmart too, let's be real. Yeah. I have mm-hmm. good pants there. <laughs> it's to find something like kinda like worn but once loved. And then all of her clothes were like that. It just, you're right. 
And that's why I liked it. It, just, <laughs> it gave that, it added kind of like that nostalgic feel to the movie because it mm. had the like worn look and it was just, oh, antique, what, what it used to be like in the, the 80s, yes. which let's be honest, the 80s were okay. Mm. Let's talk about that though, them using like 80s, I mean, this was when it was set, but yeah. the... When I saw the Stranger Things kid and the bikes and them like going around, I'm like, is this just a, a like a really good riff of Stranger Things? Are they trying to go for that aesthetic of boyhood? But then again, this was set then, you know, so yeah. they kind of had to play that up. But maybe maybe people are logging for that generation because yeah. The 90s is like kind of over now to be a ni- I don't true. know. I'm just no, riffing like like the 80s. But it's so weird because, not weird, but growing up, I guess I'm just realizing how old I am getting because when I was growing up, it was always, oh, the 50s, swing dancing, ooh, 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 and then it was like 60s, hippie shit, and now I'm like, I'm alive for these callbacks to history, (laughs) so I'm like, holy shit, and so I'm just trying not to, like go up to girls and compliment them on their choker and say things. I really like your choker. It reminds me of the movie The Craft. And then I have to explain to them what The Craft is. Mm, even I know what that is because you made me watch it. I did. Yes. Yes. Got to help your queens out. One snap. One snap for queens. Two for bees. bees. Oh my God, girl. I love bees. <laughs> no, are they coming? Or are you a queen? Wait, yes. You're a queen. Queen bee. <laughs> anyway, The Craft. The Craft. It's a, a phenomenal film. It is. It is so harsh, though. It kind of like perpetuates that idea of like bitchy girls, that girls can't be friends. They always have to just be bitches and by the end of it exactly. wanna kill one of them. Yeah, and have an all out fucking fight. Mm-hmm. I feel over that. trivial shit. Mm. It was over Skeet Ulrich, wasn't it? Was it <laughs> or was it like they were jealous because she was a better witch than them? Yeah. Jealousy. Jealousy, yeah. Root of all evil. Don't let jealousy bring you down. Mm-hmm. Any fun Netflix finds lately? They are releasing releasing so much stuff this year. So much. It's, I can't keep up. They said they were going to, so you can't really blame them. But it's just like, I don't even recognize half the stuff because it's all new. It's all like one season tester stuff. But I did find this good movie. And I think they advertised it for a while. What was called it? To the Bone. It's about oh, people yeah. with anorexia. And... It, like, I, I thought it was going to be, I don't know. The ending was very satisfying, but very real. It was yeah. basically just this girl. She's anorexia, and she's, like, smoking hot, even though she's supposed to be super thin. And I really don't know how they make her as thin, because she, like, even takes off her shirt, and she, yeah. like, looks like skin and bones. I'm like, how did this oh, actress achieve this without also being anorexic yeah. in which case fuck the film but no anyway she goes um she lives in this experimental house type thing with a bunch of other anorexic people and there's this british dude who like hits on her and inspires her yeah. to like give up her anorexia but she has to do it all on her own okay um yeah and has one of these tropes in the movie aside from all that good stuff about yeah. self-love where it's like we don't talk to mom anymore because she married a woman and is now happier than she was with dad. Like, have you seen that a lot in movies? Where it's yeah. like the mom figure just goes off and she's like, I'm a lesbian now and Angela makes me so much happier than you ever could. Ha ha ha. 
I'm trying to think of a single other movie that does this, but I have seen it, I promise. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a trope. So her mom, like, wasn't present in her life. Um, found out interesting things about anorexia. You can actually get, like, hair overproduces on your body. Oh, It's yeah. called something, but it's basically trying to keep your body warm because you literally have, like, no fat on your bones. You don't get a period. So yeah. getting pregnant is, like, almost impossible. And there was a pregnant actress on it. Yeah. Not actress, character. And she, like... Just trying to save the baby, trying to eat and everything, just so she doesn't lose it, because everybody's afraid she loses it. Oh my gosh. Guess what? I'm just kidding. No! <laughs> Watch it for yourself and find out. Know, the more you know. Yeah. But it was great. Yeah. It was not a waste of my hour and a half. Nice. Yes. Uh, that reminds me when you're talking, I think it was a, I remember watching it, it was a made-for-TV kind of like after-school special, and it was about this girl that had anorexia and I think Clista Flockhart played the girl and there's a part where her mom was cleaning out her room and she opened up the closet and there was just containers of her daughter's vomit oh <laughs> gross she was, yeah she's bleeding in it yeah because bleeding it sorry oh that's really sad like, okay and I don't this know how like true. A horror movie. Yeah, mm. I don't know how true it is because I feel like a lot of movies that came out in the '90s for kids about like issues that were going on in the adolescents' lives were kind of like hyper exaggerated. Mm. Like the ones that are like, "Hey, look at that! It's marijuana. Oh no, you're addicted to cocaine. Oh God, you have AIDS." Mm. Like <laughs> that was it. Maybe it's because people were just finding out these things about their kids like new sort of image centered uh you know problems where the world's just becoming more aware of itself yeah i don't know i'm not gonna go into change it but that reminds me of this really funny part in this it was about cyberbullying. there's this one scene and if it's the movie i'm thinking of then you'll know it where she gets bullied to the point of like being really depressed and really sad and she Oh my god, this is horrible. She goes to open this bottle of pills. And she I can't, I can't get it open. And her mom comes in in time. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? She can't even kill herself right. What a fucking loser. Not the same thing. Trying so hard <laughs> to open this pill so she can kill herself. She can't even do that. And, like bullying sucks, and cyberbullying. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it could suck. Like I don't, I don't. But it's just the way that they just over essential. It's like over exaggerated. Yeah, Maybe <laughs> I've just never walked that path. I don't know yeah. what it means to me because I have like been so lucky to not have people like bully me like that. But yeah. in movies, it's just amplified, I guess, because it's a fun, easy form of conflict for yeah. kids to try to overcome. Looking back on those now i kind of like well fuck y'all because you yeah really, you know <laughs> mess me up i had it. it took me a few years to figure out that you know what you said is not correct because mm. it was just it felt like a a generation of fear like for you like you're bullied a lot yeah like mm. bullied and then not only like 
fear from bullies, but just fear around like Cold War, uh, Gulf War, terrorism. You don't know what's going to happen. Fear, 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 you know, Mm, just an overload of that. We should just make an after school special. It's just super chill and like, hey, where do you where do you want to go in life? Allison? Oh, I was listening to you. Oh, no. I want to be a doctor. Oh, cool. Oh, no, here's an obstacle you have to face. Man. How, how are you going to do it? I'm going to watch a video on it. Cool. And that's it. Like, I Yay. Like I'm... Oh, I don't know what I was supposed to do. <laughs> no, that works. I'm going to jump over it. Jump over doctor. it. Jump, jump, jump. Oh, mm-mm. Oh, sorry. I need my chapstick because my lips are chapped. How in the world did a girl on YouTube make money off a video that she made called Where's the Chapstick? Have you ever seen that? Where's the Chapstick? And I know that whoever's listening (laughs) probably said at the same time that we did. That's how popular it is. Think about that, y'all. We Mm. missed that opportunity. I miss when videos were so singularly popular mm-hmm. now it's like you're, everybody's flooded everybody your fucking grandma learned how to <laughs> share memes but it was just like everybody liked that one video like i think fred videos were really popular when i was growing up Ugh. and i thought it was really funny and like shane dawson and all these youtubers that you could know by name now it's like everybody is which YouTube? is which is good is it bad yeah. to have so much media and access to it and everybody knows how to use it I think yes and no. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, no, yes and no. I think it's great because there's that connection. You can feel that connection with anyone around the world. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I don't think that um, everyone should be connected with each other, especially assholes. Yeah. You know. Truth. They don't need need no voice. Truth, truth, truth. I speak the true, true. (laughs) True, true. Uh, What do you think? What are your thoughts? Man, um, I always go back to, do you know that show I hit record and I had Jess Gordon-Levitt yes. and he actually had a website that was this really cool idea, but I don't think anybody, if they do it, it's like a, a but it was like a, the website itself, hitrecord.com is you can go there and submit any type of talent that you have and everybody can use that talent to like build upon the video or like use it in there whatever it's like huge community garden of media just happening and uh i joined it and then i just realized i'm kind of a consumer of media and not a creator of it it to me it's like as a not creator i'm just seeing all this happening but if you were a creative person it's probably like your only way to ever get recognized and somebody yeah. find your videos or your rap music or whatever. And more power to you if that's how you earn your living. Yeah. So yeah, media. Media. Oh my God. No, I because I, I went on that website too and I tried it. Oh yeah. I did the like the writing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I did it for like a week and I was like so passionate and going home. I was like, oh man, I'm going to do this every day, every day for a week. And yeah. then nothing. Started. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. I just, I like to go around and read and see what other people had, had done. Mm-hmm. And it was exciting. And I'm going to be honest, when I go and read someone else's works, um, I'll have this kind of like 
air of pride because I'm a jackass. And I'll be like, oh, let's see how good they are. Okay. And I start reading. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, this is oh they're way good. better than me. No. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's how it is. Yeah. Quickest way to destroy your own sense of self is like to go and compare it to other people's work doing the exact same thing you do. It's like, this person's been a video editing protege since he was seven. He brought his first MacBook computer. His fingers are fast as lightning. <laughs> I was reading this thing on Reddit that was like the biggest fear of musicians is a protege because that's the number one yeah. thing you see is like seven new others and masters better than Yo Yo Ma. Blah, 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 blah. Wouldn't that suck? What if there was a child who was just better at you than everything? Oh, he shit. came in and he just like kicked you out of your bed and started being in a relationship with your boyfriend. Holy shit. Like mm. everything. So like like he would have a period better than me? Yeah. Oh my god. He, he would be an angel. An angel? Yeah. Like he wouldn't even want chocolate? Yeah. Who kind of replace you? Wow. <laughs> would he be a little boy? <laughs> yes. Hey. <laughs> Okay. I said he was good, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. Oh, man. That would really suck. But then I could also, like, start a new life elsewhere. <laughs> it could be, like, the best thing at a different thing. Yeah, I could have person. his... I could steal his identity. He's taking over mine. I got a new <laughs> Soch. He's got my debt. I got the highway, okay? New movie idea. Maybe... <laughs> Switches brains with a little boy, like Freaky Friday, but <laughs> with Mary and a prepubescent child. Oh my god. <laughs> what can we call this film? Seven going on however old. That's a good. Seven That's going good. on never. Switched it. Seven going on never. Even seven, no. Face off. Face off, yes. <laughs> Done. I love face off. Oh, anyways, Netflix. Yeah. Um, or any movie you've seen lately. I'm trying to think, oh, girl. Mm. Oh, girl. Tell it to me. Girl, I'll tell it. I'll tell it to you so good. Ooh, slower. Um, okay. This movie, <laughs> no, this movie, uh, Michael and I watched because... They talked about it on one of our favorite podcasts, How Did This Get Made? And Mm -hmm. the movie was called The Miami Connection or Miami Connection. Yeah. Elevator Pitch. Ninjas. (gasps) Synthwave Band. Dang. Drugs. Wow. High Kicks. Not that. (laughs) You like High Kicks? (laughs) Take it back. Okay, no High Kicks. Okay. Thanks. Medium. Now I'm interested. <laughs> there you go, girl. <laughs> the movie is called Miami Connection, and the only connection to Miami in the whole film is the first scene occurs somewhere outside of Miami. <laughs> the rest of the movie takes place in Orlando. Oh. Now, the creator of the film was, he was a Korean man, and he was the youngest black belt in jujitsu in Korea, he came over to Orlando Whoa. and basically became like this god of jiu-jitsu. <laughs> and they fucking loved him. And I'm going to feel really bad if it's not jiu-jitsu. <laughs> Thailand? He went to, that sounds right, because karate's Chinese. I, no, it's Japanese. Fuck. Weird. We're sitting here so all sorry. night I'm being so some white so bitches. Oh, God. We've got so much. Privilege. Anyway. Anyways, so he makes this movie... 
and it's glorious. Mm. The acting is just so bad that it's so good (laughs) because you don't see the characters that they're trying to betray. You just see these very awkward people (laughs) trying to act and it's so good. And I know that the women or the woman in the movie, anytime she'd have to say a line because it was sexist as shit. She, you could see in her eyes, she was holding these tiny flames of like, fuck this, (laughs) but I need the money. Here are my tits, you know? (laughs) Oh, man. And they had like biker gangs that came in and the creator of the film paid them with beer. You know this for a fact? Uh, Yeah, Wikipedia, man. Was it the beer they drank on set? Yeah. (laughs) And then two of the two of the biker ladies pulled their titties out, and they were Ooh. they were loud and proud and swinging. So you know what? If they if they weren't coerced swinging. with alcohol, mm. I'm like, let them titties swing. Next time I see a titty swinging, I uh-huh. want it to be used as a weapon in a pro women's rights movie, where That'd it's be like really good. literally should take the boo, should like smack people and it's not sexualized Mm-mm. because it's gross yeah. yeah like awesome powers films when like mm-hmm. britney spears had those things coming out Shooting, babe. yeah um the woman's in control exactly and fat bastard he why well, i'm doing austin powers That's a terrible, <laughs> he used his tit i think to hurt someone really mm-hmm. oh so it's been done before yeah but i mean you do it in like not a sexual way. Not saying right. the fat bastard was sexualized. <laughs> it was kind of more so. Haha, he's a guy and he has breast. I was never allowed to watch Austin Power movies because they're really? too adult. <laughs> they were. Were they? I have no they idea. Were, they were adult. I'm using air quotes because it was just like really grotesque, like fart jokes and sex <laughs> jokes that were kind of just juvenile. The kid who told me where babies come from was obsessed with Austin Powers. Oh, he yeah. learned. Mm-hmm. Probably from the movie. Yeah, yeah. I think he said, this is direct quote, because I'll remember it forever and ever. <laughs> he said, did you know a mommy's privates and a daddy's privates make a baby? And in my head, I was like imagining the two genitalia forming together to look <laughs> similar yeah. to what a child in a cradle might look like. Like that was where my mind, I was like, I have no like <laughs> conception. And then I told my sister, she told my parents, and they sat me down and had not the talk, oh. just like some religious thing. I don't remember. Like that was blurrier than like one line of obscure, like one of those I remember, and one of those was from a four year old, and the other one I don't. Anyway, oh, so that's my Austin Powers association. Oh man, that's some. At least they, they told you something. Like my, um, my dad. I learned about sex because I told him a dirty joke and I didn't understand what it meant. <laughs> and he, it was, it was an oral sex joke. It was mm-hmm. like, how do you um, castrate a redneck? You mm. kick his sister in the chin. Ah, uh. I didn't know that. <laughs> and I told my dad that joke. I'm laughing the whole time. I'm telling it, and he like looks up from the dinner, his dinner plate, and he like ushers my mom and my sister out of the room, and I'm like. Oh fuck! What? Did I do? <laughs> and he looks at me. He's like, "Let me tell you something." And then he goes into what like sex, oral sex, and stuff. But he didn't use oh, like wow. scientific terms. He's like, you know, you uh, the girl, the the guy takes out his tallywhacker. <laughs> <laughs> so 
up to that point, I've never, I'd never seen a penis before. So mm-hmm. imagine, if you will, what a young child would imagine for a tallywhacker. Probably like something with axes, or <laughs> right? <laughs> Lots of wooden objects. Maybe a puzzle. A puzzle. <laughs> a puzzle piece. Like and like. Mm-mm. Mm. If mm. that penis is more curly, like rotini. <laughs> <laughs> were you disappointed though the first time you saw one? Were you like, oh? Huh. Yeah, the first one I saw was actually in person, not on the internet. Surprisingly, and I was like, wow, it's like has a little arrow at the top. Never expected that. I thought it'd be straight, I, at least not curly. Yeah. I screamed. Because I was so, like, I'd never seen one before. I went, oh, oh. <laughs> oh nice. Very nice. Thank nice. you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's talk about um, female friendships and how they're portrayed in movies. Yep. Uh, when we were outside, we were just discussing how um, relationships in movies between women, they can never just be a peaceful relationship. There always has to be some conflict, and it's brought about by a dude. Mm-hmm. And you can't really think... Or jealousy, especially jealousy. Yeah. Something that they have that the other woman needs, desires. Mm. And uh, we were thinking, like, when we were outside, how that affects female relationships in, you know, real life. Yeah. I feel like this comes up, especially in, um, like... All female type movie shows. I'm thinking of like Orange is the New Black was very uh, like cat fighty and but it was good though. There's a lot of dynamic stuff. It's like when you get out of the just drama that you create when you have female characters and like an all female setting, you can actually make it pretty funny and interesting. And they definitely did that in that show. It gets to the point where even movies that are really heavily saying, oh, this is a this is a um, a movie for women, by women. There's always yeah. some of the, this this type of element where the conflict has to deal with um, someone scorned the other one. And it can be used in a good way because that's what I was kind of torn when I was watching Glow. Oh, yeah. I thought, I was like, well, couldn't they have brought about conflict any other way? But Mm -hmm. the way that they set those characters up, Mm -hmm. that to me seemed like the logical Mm -hmm. fight. But some movies, it's not at all. And you're just like, did they just, why the fuck did they add that in here? Right. And Glow worked with it, too. It was like, started out like it was going to be stereotypical and it was a stereotypical launching point. Like, oh, you slept with my, you know, husband or whatever. Wasn't yeah. that what it was? Slept with her mm-hmm. husband. and But then they had that, like, very physical fight and, like, they, they overcame it. And it was like, you know what? Fine. I hate you and you hate me, but we're going to exist in the same space yeah. and not let it be, like, a, a a huge deal, you know. And they were still kind of friends throughout it. Uh, yeah. It was about like forgiveness and all those good things. Yeah, and I, I did like I like that part too. Mm-hmm. And you're right; it just it does show um, how to overcome that. And this is me just looking into it too deep because that's what I do. No nerd. Sure it's fine. But do you feel that that was the maker's way, the maker of the show's way of saying kind of we're not going to rely on that trope throughout mm-hmm. this series? Yeah. We're going to kind of like reverse it and make it like 
we don't yeah, need that true. Yeah, because bringing that back would be totally redundant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good way. Just, like, get it out of the way, like, women hating each other, and then they overcome, and that's, like, the tone for the rest of the the seasons. Yeah. Which, they were on uh, some podcast, I was just going to do, recently, had all the members, like, the actresses oh, who played shit. in Glow, um, and they said it was, like, really hard but it was it was cool and this one girl was like i didn't get bruised until the last day when i like slammed onto that mat which is supposed to be like really hard it looks squishy like a trampoline but it's like hard hard, underneath and uh they did the only thing i was disappointed in the show is they did a lot of their own stunts but they weren't like as big as i thought it was gonna be but the fact that they were doing themselves was awesome but they it kind of worked up to this one move at the end that they worked throughout the season i was like that was kind of (laughs) lame this kind of is gonna be bigger but that's just my greedy you know no i wanted action movie mind more yeah some more hopefully they'll make more seasons are they didn't they get picked up? I hope they I hope so. picked up. I hope so. Everyone was losing their shit yeah. on the interwebs. No. People are really into wrestling in a way that I've never uh-huh. was allowed to experience. Like a really? lot of things my parents were like, that's dumb or that's fake and we don't want you. They thought it was kinda like white trash. Yeah. And it kinda is, but it's fun. It's so much fun. <laughs> And it's fun to just see the evolution of wrestling and how it correlates with kind of what's going on in society around. Because when it was like the early to mid 80s, I think, it was that just very much kind of like, oh, over the top. Oh, yeah. America, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just like super crazy. It's Hulk Hogan. So, of yeah. course, come on. And then it transitioned yeah, to mm-hmm. they started to incorporate like blood. Like, wrestlers, it became, like, gory and just, like, look at this fucking blood. Here's a ladder and we're in a cage. Blood, blah, 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 blah. And they started losing viewerships. They're, like, what the fuck are we going to do? And that's kind of what brought about the kind of, like, the wrestler superstars. Like, The Rock mm. and uh, John Cena and um, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm. Those are the names of people that, even if you've never seen a wrestling match in your whole entire life, you're probably going yeah. to be like, oh yeah, I've fucking heard that Yeah, before. Undertaker. The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. He retired. What? No. Right? He was so young. <laughs> so young. <laughs> R.I.P. Not in life, but in wrestling. In kayfabe. Oh, God. I knew that word. What's that? Kayfabe is like the mm-hmm. persona, like the backstories behind the wrestlers. Like the wrestling is the main part, but the kayfabe is like, you killed my cousin in a fire, and now I'm gonna fight you for the deed to my grandma's house. I had no idea that was the name for it. Mm-hmm. How? That's wow. amazing. I teach you something K-fab. about something you know more than me about. No, kayfabe. <laughs> that that thing makes me think of like. A name of a boy band member in the 1990s. K-Fab. K-Fab. I'm the shy one. No, K-Fab would be the party boy. That's a party boy name. K-Fab. K-Fab. Okay. Female relationships. Yeah. I always think about a movie and I never watched it because I, I didn't want to, mm-hmm. but it had Anne Hathaway and um, Kate Hudson. Yeah. And it's about they get engaged at the same time, and they all they both 
Oh, had the dream yeah. wedding and the the, the, the uh, wedding, fucking, the bridesmaid wedding. Yes. Yeah. Stupid fucking piece of white shit privilege. Yeah. It's like they're friends and then they argue because they don't get the same wedding day. Yeah. And it's a big deal because she wanted June 4th and I want a June wedding. Yeah. That's it's, a pretty good sample of that. Just like two best friends. Yeah. Okay. You're like. Be- think of the best friend you ever had and then yeah. you would you get in a fight with them over the day or would yeah. you be like cool you have that day of yeah, a year day. of a lifetime just and then ugh, I'm not even gonna go to your wedding dumb as shit that's so fucking dumb mm. and if they wanted the same date too like you could be like hey do you wanna share it no yeah. no worries then right I'll support you like it it's I can understand they're kind of in like a feeling of oh man but not like I'm gonna fucking rip out your hair you bitch like, <laughs> not like that yeah I'm gonna ruin like send you butter so you get fat because <laughs> <laughs> you used to be really overweight yeah. like that's fucked up that was really fucked up mm-hmm. using and that's the thing about uh, portrayal of women they they are very manipulative mentally and, and the thing is Anytime I ever watched a movie growing up, they always kind of made women just manipulative creatures. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, is that really how we are? Mm -hmm. Or is it just kind of, we see it and we're like, well, we have to be manipulative. Not saying all women are, but, you know. I think they're making a female version of the, oh, God damn it. Is that one where the dude has the birthmark on the face and they roast the pig's head and they kill Piggy? Piggy's oh, my character. Oh, um, Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies. Yeah, yeah. My female version of that. And it's interesting because the person who wrote that, yes, he wrote it about like male masculinity and like, uh, you know, puberty and like yeah. the energy that you get when you're just a young kid and you want to fuck shit up. But he was like, I really hated Lord of the Flies. Like, I felt like it shouldn't have got as popular as it did. It was a huge regret of mine. I think it's ridiculous that they teach it in schools. So people are, like, really mad that they're changing the characters to women when it's like, the person who wrote it didn't even give a fuck about it to begin with. So what even is it about except the way that people want to consume it or interpret it? Because that's all it is at this point. There's nothing precious about, you know, whether or not they had certain stuff between their legs yeah exactly and and the thing is too people get so upset and they say oh well you're ruining our childhood because we have these strong male like characters to look up to but they don't think about it through the views of a of a girl's eyes a woman's eyes growing up Mm -hmm. think about it indiana jones Mm -hmm. first off he was fucking sexist and just pushed himself on women like he perpetuated the kind of now people are gonna get so angry but i don't Do care it. Do like it. that kind of rape culture because think about any woman that anytime he goes in for a kiss the woman always says no no but then he kisses her and it shows that oh she was just lying so boys are gonna see that and say oh when a girl says no that's not really what she means a woman never says what she means so that's just fucked up as shit Mm. i'm going on a really long tangent no No, you're right that's the thing for us we didn't really have even the strong female characters always had kind of like a flawed reliance on a man to help her out Mm -hmm. i feel you I never thought about any address that way, but you're right. There's a lot of like in, in later movies, he revisits past loves and they've like 
become people without yeah. him. And he's like, you know, you want to big up. And they're like, we can't. No, no, Indy. <laughs> yeah, you know, you want to get a whip. What the shit? Exactly how it sounded. What the shit? I think they're making another Indiana Jones. Oh, why? I don't know. Because Harrison Ford. No, I think it's still Harrison Ford, and he signed a blood contract with them. I'm sure. I hope they bring back the aliens. Just kidding. (laughs) That's a lot on my birthday. I think we talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. The worst movies on my birthday. Oh, I really hope that. The movie starts out, and it's like Indiana Jones walks out of the TARDIS, and like Doctor Who's like, <laughs> the whole alien thing never happened. Like they were able to, and he's like, thank you. And we just oh yeah, start. there's female Doctor Who. I forgot yes. about that. Cool. Yes. Wasn't really into the show. Glad for it anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, we always when we're ending the show, mm-hmm. we talk about uh, words of wisdom, but. Yeah. Before we do words of wisdom, Mm. I also want you to suggest a movie or television series that our listeners should uh, check, check, check it out. Check it out. Okay. Here's a good one that you should start. And then if you can like time yourself to try to make it through the first five minutes. It might be so sad. It's a Kevin Smith movie called, um... It has his daughter in it. Right, what's she name? Harley Quinn Smith. Yeah. Um, and that's funny because the movie, I think it's called Yo- Yoga Hoser. Yeah. Yeah, Yoga Hoser. Ooh, it's really bad. It is the same Suicide Squad thing where it's like flash of a person with all their little stats and a little little music plays. Here's this person. Hashtag uh, extra large slurpees is what they like. I don't know. Did like a little little frame for them for every single character. Even minor characters. So basically every 30 seconds there was a flash on the screen. Had their picture, freeze frame, all their little stats and some music played like a video game. I got through... The first 10 minutes. Yeah. So see if you can make it longer than I did. I made it three minutes. Oh, you see I Yoga Hoser? You're so good. That it's so brave. How did you do it? I was just, I like Kevin Smith, like the clerks and stuff. Yeah. And that's, uh, no, I was interested because it was Johnny Depp's daughter as well. Uh-huh. I forget her name, but I was like, oh, okay, maybe this will be good. And um, they had this really emotional interview where Kevin Smith was talking to Harley Quinn and he was like, you're the best actress I've ever worked with because you're my daughter. And like, I love you so much. And they both cried and hugged. And I was like, wow, I gotta watch this movie. It's gonna be really yeah. good. <laughs> so bad. It the girls were didn't have a lot of chemistry. They were both, it was... I got to the scene where the mom's like, take this knife. every If you're going to a party, take my party knife. And she takes it and she flicks it up. She's like, yeah, mom, you're so cool. Thanks. Jesus Protect yourself. See, that's an issue. Like, sometimes as a parent, you need to realize that your child is not perfect. What they do is not perfect. And it is in your right as a parent to criticize them. So they do not continue on this path. Girl. You're an actress, Harley Quinn. Thanks, dear. <laughs> like, thank God my parents are like, no, Mary. You will never be able to be a ballerina. 
No, I'm just kidding. No, I never wanted to be ballerina. They were always like super supportive, but they were also like very realistic. Like if I wanted to do something that was like physically impossible, like it, I'm trying to think what could be like like gymnastics or something. Like gymnastics, yeah. Because uh, no, um, my parents would be like, "Okay, try it out," and they asked me, "Was like, what did you think about that?" And they're like, "You want us to be honest?" I was like, "Yeah." And they're like, "Okay, this is this is the issues, and you just need to. These are the things that you can work through." I was like, that's "Okay, good. that's cool." Um, your parents so are really cool. solid. They're solid as a rock. What about you, Mary? Final thoughts? Oh, final shit. movies? Oh, final movies. Yeah, okay. Um, I would suggest you guys should go back, because I'm doing this right now. I'm going back and rewatching that 70s show. Mm. And I realize now that there are a lot of things that I missed in my first viewing, because I only watched it when it came out. I didn't finish the last two seasons. Mm. I think I watched up to season five. But... Just the fact that the character of Kitty is one of the greatest mothers <laughs> on a sitcom in the history of she really the is world. Great. She's oh my god. And I just like the fact that she is kind of like she's going against those early nineteen sixties kind of like sitcom moms. Mm-hmm. And she still has kind of like that airs about her of like, oh, we have to go look good for the neighbors. Yeah. But she's also like, I'm not gonna take your shit, Red. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not going to take it. Which is funny because she's like so little and has that voice. <laughs> Eric was a piece of shit. Yeah. A it piece was that, of shit. that bully thing where it's like, feel bad for the bully kid, but no. No. It's an it's, asshole. Because Donna should have been with Hyde. Right. 100%. Exactly. 110%. He was a little shit. He went to Africa and mm-hmm. left her. Right. They were supposed to be engaged. Dick. He's that was like dick. the last few seasons. Yeah. Anyways, okay. Mm. Words of wisdom. Okay, gotcha. Mm -hmm. If you're about to watch the movie, it just go in with the with the with the book version of it, like a really big book, Mm -hmm. and just put it in front of the screen and read it out loud to people and turn the page, and uh, you'll get you'll get a better sense of the movie. Mm. um, And then watch the actual movie. And be scared because it's really good. I don't know. <laughs> it's really dumb. And then dress in clown makeup and, and uh, scare your kids. Yeah, scare, no, don't scare kids. Don't scare them? Mm-mm, okay. Scare them. Well, you can. They're your kids. I can't tell you what to do with your kids. True. Unless they're in your wife's body. Whoopsie. What do you do with them then? Pro choice. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, my words of wisdom yes. are... Uh, Sometimes you wake up in the morning and you'll take a step outside and you'll take a deep breath and you'll get real high and you'll, you know, <laughs> you'll scream, you know, what's going on? And you'll say, hey, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, hey. Yeah. You'd say, hey, what is, what's, what's, you know, what's going on? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then sometimes you say maybe mm-hmm. gonna be the one that saves me yeah cause I, I mean cause after all like mm-hmm. you're my wonderwall that's my word of wisdom sometimes you're a wonder wall and sometimes you're a wonder ball and America bans you cause yeah. you make children choke on their own vomit 
But see, in Germany, they have things called Kinder Eggs. Yeah. And those pieces of toys are, like, real fucking small. In Germany, mm-hmm. they're like, if you choke it, you're fucking stupid as shit. Yeah. Kid. You sh- natural selection. Natural selection. That's why man. all Germans are perfect. <laughs> Hitler's idea of eugenics was just a Kinder Ball.